feeling it. Let's do it. Moose crossings, red hot dogs, missing persons in salty bugs. Up to camp with Stephen King. River curses, Wesley sings. Homegrown horror. Hello. Welcome to a confusing episode of Homegrown Horror. Oh, I fucked up the order. This is a bonus episode. You didn't mess up the order. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, I did everything did everything well. Edit that out. <laughs> it's fine. Guess what? Isn't it nice when you think you fucked something up and then it actually ended up being okay? Yeah, but then like all the unnecessary energy and panic that you put towards <laughs> thinking ah. you fucked up, you know? Oh. It's like at my job today, it's like, or the worst is like fucking up and not realizing you fucked up and then having someone else point it out to you. That's fun. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I am B a co-host. I am Jackson a co-host. And today we are going back to Colin Ward. We're going back to the dark and dank and romantic and abusive 200 acres of the Colin Woods estate. Yes, that is correct. We are watching Night of Dark Shadows. Wow. Which there is a surprising lack of Barnabas Collins. Very surprising <laughs> lack of Barnabas Collins. I thought it was going to go back into the um, this sort of vampire aspect. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought everyone was going to be a vampire. But that was not the case. Turns out everybody's just into uh, <laughs> Buddhism. <laughs> I also think it's really funny because it does seem like the cast in this one is significantly smaller than both the TV show and the last movie. It was like, shit, we can only get like five of the actors. Yeah, so it's like... really, it's really weird. Very tight five stat uh, people on this show. And I I'm mean, assuming one... only three people worked in the back. Like, uh... So the whole cast, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve cast members? There were not twelve people in this movie. Yes, there were. Some of them just Do were like believe it. there for... Oh, literally a second oh you're right because there was the flashbacks and there was like people at the funeral you're right you're right okay there were 12 people on this movie apparently that do we have a uh, numbers on the production crew because i'm pretty convinced it was just a bunch of interns i really do think it was a bunch of interns <laughs> hmm Well, <gasps> what? There's a reason why Barnabas is not in this movie. Oh, did he die? <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Jonathan Frid. Okay, Barnabas Frid, for those, that's the famous vampire, vampire from the series which, and the past movie. That's the only thing that I knew was Barnabas, but apparently he comes in in like the second or third season of the TV show. But, but. Jonathan Frid was like, no he didn't want to do this he said he would never play the role again because he was afraid of being typecast well too bad Which, Barnabas <laughs> I feel because here's the thing sometimes like my dear lovely Bella Lugosi um, he played Dracula and then only really ever played Dracula ever again and he is a very tragic man <laughs> I love him so much, but um, he, guess, he was 
so he was typecast as Dracula in a bunch of like other Universal movies, but also he was asked to play Frankenstein, the the monster Franken the the Frankenstein's monster. Let me be clear. I've read the book. I know that Frankenstein is not the monster. So, but Boris Karloff ended up getting tapped because he was like. Uh, Bella Lugosi was like, I don't know, man. Like, I really don't want to be typecast into this like monster movie thing. Like, there's gonna be all this makeup. You won't be able to see my face. Blah 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 blah. Well, Boris Karloff, I think, ended up um, having a better career than Bella, unfortunately, which is sad. But classic, you know. Pull that out of my ass. I would say like uh, today's Lugosi, if we were, there was a Lugosi type, would be Tobey Maguire. It's just being <laughs> roped back into those Spider-Man movies. <laughs> He's done other stuff, though. No, he has done other stuff. I think he's done, like, stage production stuff as well. Was it Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? (laughs) He wouldn't have survived it. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. What can we say? Let's uh, let's run through our uh, cast of characters, should we? I don't know any of the actors, so I'm just going to, like... You can just call them by their uh, character name. Yeah, so we've got... Quentin and Collins and his wife, Tracy Collins, which I think it's really interesting that, like, Alex and Claire are higher up on this cast list than Tracy. Alex and Claire are? Yeah! What the fuck? What the hell's going on, Wiki? They were, like, <laughs> I mean, I guess they had more screen time. So, yeah, so Quentin and his wife. Tracy was kind of in the bed a lot of the time. Anyway. Uh, Quentin and his wife, Tracy. There was a Quentin and his wife. (laughs) So they move, they are moving to Collinwood, which I believe has been willed to him by somebody. We don't know. Quentin. (laughs) Sorry. They are coming to this house with apparently none of their belongings. Yeah. They're just like house is fully furnished. Fuck it. Yeah, Here no, we they're go. they're very free spirit bohemian types, in their little uh, convertible type vehicle. Vroom vroom. vroom so vroom. they get there and they're like, oh, we're gonna be meeting the housekeeper. The housekeeper is the very overly dressed, very stylish Carlotta Drake. She was fucking killing it the whole time with those outfits. The hair, the, the out- hair, I'm like, makeup. For someone who's a housekeeper, like. She's got some... She's, she's wearing, like, like, nice clothes to work. She, she's, like, more than a housekeeper. This is, like, butler-level kind of, like, caretaker type, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you you see a butler. If you've ever seen a butler, they got their cummerbunds. They're wearing their little their tuxedos. Their cummerbunds. Their little tuxedos. They're very stylish. I actually thought of becoming a butler once. Because I was <laughs> like, you'd have to live and, like, basically do that for many, many years. But the pay is pretty good. Uh, then yeah. I realized I hate rich people. So. <laughs> yeah. I thought about, like, because I had a friend who nannied for a pretty um, well-to-do couple. Yeah. And she fucking loved it. Really? Yeah. Because the thing is, like, you just get paid to take their kids on field trips. That's true. And they give you a budget like, for yeah, that. Yeah. Like, like, at a certain age, it's like, if you, like, I think there were, she was watching two kids and she's like, yeah, they just pay me to go take their kids out to play basically yeah i think that oh my yeah i think if i went this route i'd probably become like uh the caretaker from one of the james bond movies that's at the james bond house 
It's just like so. You don't want to be Alfred Pennyworth. I don't want to be Alfred Pennyworth. That seems stressful. Alfred, <laughs> Alfred's losing his hair in every uh, rendition of this. Like he's he's stressed out. He's wondering when young Master Wayne children. Will <laughs> I will not bury another member of the Wayne family. Yes, that. Yeah. That. <laughs> so not only uh, she's not the only person that works here at Cullenwood. Uh, there is also Gerard Styles, and I think that honestly, that's a lot of work. To upkeep for just two people. Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, but it looks great. Uh, I, looks I, great, yeah. I was kind of faffing around because I was like, they're like, so this, this house is built in the 1600s. All right. It's not the right architecture. <laughs> like it's half Victorian, half castle. Yeah, it's definitely like... It feels like it was built in the 50s and it's just kind of like trying to call back to that kind of feel, but it doesn't really work. It's too modern. I guess we could just say the siding was replaced, but that's not true because we get flashbacks where we can like see See the house and we're like, huh. (laughs) I do think I'm like Allegra's dad definitely was the set designer. (laughs) 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 I'm like, you know, it does. It has, it has the vibe. It has, it does have like, yeah, rugs everywhere. Yeah. Just think of like the, the, the aesthetic and taste of like a, an old new England wasp. Yeah. It's kind of there, but it's also like half castle. It's very yeah. weird. I saw those beautiful rhododendrons that they had. Uh, they were in the very background. beautiful. Yeah. They were lovely. So these two people have, ju- and also let me tell you, the guy that played like the um, Gerard. There were some times where I was like, "Is that Quentin? No, it's Gerard." <laughs> okay, so between between Alex, Gerard, and Quentin, I was constantly. F- confusing these three because they all have the same fucking length hair and this movie refuses to use any fucking lighting it's so dark Alex's in this movie hair is a bit blonder yeah like dirty blonder but and the other thing those... is like he's also his face is rounder yes so most of the time like after a brief look i'm like no 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 that's alex when you get but... these like Dark shots of everybody. It's so easy to confuse. There's a reason why it's called everybody. Dark Shadows. Oh, <laughs> night of Dark Shadows. Shadow. Night of Poor Lighting. <laughs> so, I like the first time we see him, he's like really pissy and he's like in the kitchen and he's like, I thought I was enough. And then I was like, What? Are you okay, Quentin? I'm like, no, you're not Quentin at all. You're someone totally yeah, you're different. Yeah, someone totally new. So a couple other things I just want to point out, like right off the bat. Abrupt scene changes. Jumping through the story. Also, because we're cutting scenes and stuff, they cut the music. They did, They don't f- fade out nothing. There's one time where actually the sound completely cut out before we went to the next scene. Yeah, it was so strange. So jarring. I don't, I, there's a part of me that's like, I don't know how they said, yes, let's put this in print. I am okay putting my name on that. I mean, uh, I didn't really look at the credits. I forgot who was like, what was the studio behind this? This is uh, Metro Goldwyn Mayer, the, the lion. Oh yes, you're right. It's insane. Yeah, that is insane that they went with that this. That they were just like, yeah, fucking go. Love it. Go. Yeah. Send. Send. Oh, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple bugs, but it's still watchable. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Love it. Fuck the bag. Um, so they're getting a, a tour of the house. There's this very grand sitting room where there's a lot of paintings and there is a painting of a one particular woman that catches Quentin's eye. And her name is Angelique. And she lived there over a hundred years ago in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they never bothered to give her 1800s hair. No, they don't. They had her dressed like a fucking Roman woman the whole time. And like, what the fuck? Just put on this flowy white dress, call it a day. Just call it a day. Yeah, I'm like, she looks like she belongs in the brothel in A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. <laughs> Love it. She looks like Phil, yeah. So he's sort of like mesmerized by her. And Carlotta immediately sus. Yeah. Immediately sus. And she's, the face she makes where she just purses her lips. You know the face I'm talking about, Yeah, I know exactly. It's like when she's being coy, she's doing this weird face. The whole time. I don't know if I'm doing it right, but when she d- threw that on, you're kind of doing it. When she threw that on, I was like, "Is she like trying to seduce Do him? What the fuck's happening? Like it's some. It's like kind didn't of. Did she try to seduce someone in like the last movie? Yes, she did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she did. The other thing that's so the thing that's actually really interesting is the role of like what I'm kind of pi- like piecing together of Carlotta from these two movies is kind of what they did with Angelique. In the Tim Burton version. Mm, okay. Okay. I, I elaborate for those who haven't watched. Well, because the whole thing... Is, so it's Helena Bonham Carter plays Angel... I think she's playing Angelique. I would have to look again. Before, please hold. Please hold while I access the information. Nope. I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. Backing up. Backing you up. You didn't lie. Up. You didn't know. No, wait. Were you telling the truth? No. So I think, yeah, Carlotta isn't in the other in the other movie. I thought she was. It's the same actress, but she plays Julia Hoffman. Oh! Why are they doing this to us? Helena Bonham Carter plays her. Angelique is Eva Green. Just bit, 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 bit. It's I, fine. I saw this movie in that that I saw the Tim Burton movie in 2012. The fact that I don't have immediately recall is disappointing. <laughs> Guess we're gonna have to watch it. <laughs> I think that's on our do not watch list. I don't wanna. <laughs> Man, we can. We probably will eventually. I just. But we'll be very upset with everybody. I have everybody a big old bone to pick with Tim Burton right now. Oh yeah. I'm Elena Bonham Carter. Actually, I love her, but. She said some things, and I, I was like, this is not a good look, bunny. B, they've all said some, some things. things. <laughs> all three of those major Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I mean Johnny have. Depp. <laughs> you know, there's some stuff. There's a lot of stuff and things with this group. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Does it make sense that they're all friends? Kind of. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if Tim Burton and Helena Bodum Carter are on good terms after their, set, their split. I was highly convinced that, like, Tim keeps... Kept, he, like casting Johnny because he has to a fuck cuck fetish. Wife. Yeah, that that's what I thought it yeah. was. That's yeah. literally what I thought. <laughs> anyway, so I don't get invited to this all of this of to say, so. Carlotta be sus. 
Oh, right. We're talking about this movie. Yeah. We're talking about this terrible movie. <laughs> Carlotta be sus. We also find out Quentin is a painter. And he's very excited to start his painting. And as he's looking, you know, he and his wife are very excited about their new adventure here in Collinwood. He's looking out the window of this this sitting room and there'd be a dead body hanging in the tree. He's like, whoa. But then crazy. it disappeared. He blinked and it's gone. Whoa. What? Crazy. Crazy. I swear it was there. I swear. It's so crazy. We meet, uh, we meet the other one. <laughs> the one. The other one? The one that looks like Quentin. Gerard. We meet Gerard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, the yeah. kitchen. Carlotta's got tea and she's, he's like, am I not enough? Uh, I was enough until he got here. And she's like, Quiet. He's about to go riding. You must go get the horses ready or whatever. <laughs> Something, yeah. It's so weird. So then I guess a bunch of time passes because he has enough time to get the horses ready and then start working on the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, this film does jump around and quite then, a lot. And then, you know, he's helping Quentin get on the horse and then it sounds like they're having a sexual conversation about the horse. She does ride. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? What did you say? She, I said she does ride. Okay. Are you okay, Gerard? You, you good, bud? How dare you ride, my girl? <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, so he's he gets on the horse and he starts going through the woods and he finds a mausoleum mm. and he starts kind of looking around like. What's in there? What's going on here? But then he gets stopped by a friend, their friend Claire, who I guess was driving up to try and see them. They had mentioned, oh, yeah, yeah. They had mentioned to Carlotta, oh, we need to let the Jenkins know we're here. So what I pieced together, because they never actually tell us. So there's another house on the Collinwood estate, and they are letting their friends stay there rent free. Yeah. Because they are authors. Yes. So I assume they're poor. <laughs> Of he course. says they're poor. Of course they are. So, because he says something to Quentin about, oh, the, you know, the, the generous landlord who doesn't make us pay anything or whatever. So. The master has returned to yeah. his estate. Yeah. He, they poke around. So I think they moved in first and then they were going to connect with their friends when they got there. But then Carlotta was like, don't worry about them. Don't worry. We're not calling them. <laughs> you don't need them. You don't need them. You don't need them. You don't need them. So they come to find him. So he ends up back at their house and they're chatting. We find out they're authors. They're a husband and wife duo named Alex and Claire. They seem pretty chill. Um, yeah, they although, actually like they're the nicest people in this whole movie. Yeah, Alex though at the very beginning struck me as like the guy who never knows if he's gone too far or not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, he's on that. The jokes. He's that friend. Yeah, yeah that's like he can't read the room sometimes. Uh, yeah, I kind of got that vibe. But, but he, he seems he's, like he's way nicer. He he's, turns he's, out to be nicer. Him and Claire are pretty nice. They're great. I if liked them. For using anybody as a bar, you know. I liked them. I liked them too. Liked being the operative word here. So Claire goes to make them lunch, which I'm very surprised that nobody was like, we should go get Tracy. No? 
She's just not invited to yeah, this meeting. Yeah, that was meeting. weird. Not, good point. <laughs> no, this is time. This is this is where uh, they have this time. She's too tired. I was gonna say they have. <laughs> um, Quentin, Alex, and Claire have this time set aside for their threesome. Yeah, yeah. And Tracy's not invited. And while Tracy's making lunch, Quentin is like something's wrong with me. I keep seeing things. He started talking to Alex like Alex would be able to help. Like he's a psychiatrist or something. I I mean, he's like trying to reach out to somebody who will listen. Right. But there are some times where I'm like, people are just treating Alex like he's a professional. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what he writes. You know? I think they write horror stories. Oh, okay. Because at the at the end we find out they're um, oh yeah, it's like right. the ghost of right something. Yes. You meant yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You're right. And he kind of makes Quentin feel a little better. He's like, you know, it's fine. He he's, he tries to reassure him, but Quentin kind of shuts the conversation down. It's like I just didn't sleep. I'm just tired. Like it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. They eat lunch. There's a lot of in between scenes of Quentin and. Tracy just kind of cuddling in bed or have him having nightmares. I totally forgot to mention he's having nightmares. <laughs> so he's having Ooh, nightmares. He's having nightmares. And, and this is a big pivotal, like, uh, this is the big plot driver of the movie. Uh, Quentin keeps having these nightmares that he is, we can just explain it, yeah. that he is Charles Collins, which is uh, later described by Carlotta as a, a distant relative of his. And uh, so he keeps having these nightmares that he is They uh, have the Charles. same last name. Yeah, so, of course. And uh, So I feel like they're closer than she's giving them credit for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot, like, what if she ever described, like, how far down the line. But, yeah, so relative from, like, 1800s, uh, fell in love with Angie. And so he keeps having these nightmares of being harassed by... Angie's husband and the reverend and some other townsfolks on the Collins property. It's 100% worth noting that Angelique was Charles' brother's wife. Yes. So So there's a a reason he's mad. There is a reason that he's mad. So the brother is uh, very upset with Charles. And his wife. So it's, it's his brother, his wife, and the reverend are like, we gonna murder her. We're gonna fucking murder her. So I did look because I was like, when was the last witch hunt in the United States? Yeah, you're gonna be able to hear that. Yeah, sorry. I've been f- playing with all of the fidget toys on this desk. I just want, when was the last... Put your little guy in a compromising position. I see that. I have a little... <laughs> stress toy little guy thing and okay right so it's not coming up now there it is so i did look it up because i was like do they not know the salem witch trial like the witch trials happened a long time ago so the last witchcraft trial was in salem in 1878 they brought it back but, so, th- the thing that happened with They're this... They're like, round two, baby! <laughs> so, it was dismissed. This case was dismissed. But I will read to Why you... Why was it even introduced? The little blurb from Wikipedia. It's also known as the Ipswich Witchcraft Trial, or oh. the Second Salem Witch Trial, was an American civil case held in May 1878... 
in Salem, Massachusetts, in which Lucretia S. L. S. Brown, an adherent of the Christian science religion, accused fellow Christian scientist Daniel H. Spofford of attempting to harm her through his mesmeric mental powers. <laughs> She's too sexy. By 1918, <laughs> it was considered the last witchcraft trial held in the United States. The case garnered significant attention for its startling claims and the fact that it took place in Salem, the scene of the 1692 Salem witch trials. The judge was like, the judge, not doing The this judge again. dismissed the case. Please So no. I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. But still, like the reverend is like very 1600s so i don't know why they didn't just yeah he seems like he's a puritan i don't know why they chose the 1800s specifically also the other thing is like the 1800s is not as far away as you think so if they are so like let's say that charles collins was a great grandparent of sorts it is entirely possible that in the 70s Charles is only his, like, great-great-great-grandfather. Yeah. Which is not that far back. No. <laughs> it's only, like, three or four generations back. No, you, like... <laughs> I, I would assume, you know, these kind of, like, wealthy families, they have a pompous sense of, uh, you know, their ancestry. I feel like this... Uh, this lineage would have come up at some point. And storied history. A long and storied history. Sure. Yeah, I, I feel like they could have set this in the 1600s and this had been like the first family living at Collins. It would have made a lot more sense. Oh, but sense is not what we have here. No. We don't have sense. We just have dollars. So anyway, like throughout these flashbacks, it's alluded to that Angie gets hanged by the mob, specifically the reverend. The, the mob brother. being four people. Yeah, because, you know, there, as you heard, there are 12 people in this movie. And there's not even a trial. They just immediately are like, hang her. No trial needed. And I, so I texted you because we watched this separately. I texted you and I was like, so this is just murder. This is cold-blooded murder. This is, uh, this this just... is wealthy family justice. We don't need to go through courts. We can settle this ourselves figure it out i also like i I would also normally say i don't think adultery means you're a witch no it's not it doesn't we find out angelique is actually a witch yeah no that's that's the big twist (laughs) it's she's actually which it it, it didn't even give us like the same sort of what broke did you just lay an egg The leg just fell oh shit well better not go towards the middle yeah i'm gonna all right I was going to say before I lay today, <laughs> um, this movie didn't even do the cur- the same courtesy that Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost does for us, which is makes us believe that she's not a witch. True, true. But yeah, no, it's just like, yeah, she's a witch. Yeah, there's not even a, oh, she's misunderstood. She was an herbalist or a Wiccan or blah, 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 I, I, blah I any of that. Like, in the beginning of the movie, I was just kind of like, oh, she's just dead. And then I'm like, oh, no, she's she's a witch. She's a witch. She's around. She's kicking as a ghost form. You know. She's but, a witch. Yeah. Anyway. Kill the witch. That kind of. So, so we had just explained what the movie takes an hour or, to go through. Yeah, that's pretty much most of the movie is and These he's constant he's flashbacks. yeah, and he's also like Loki continuously being possessed by Charles. Is he being possessed? That's what Wikipedia says. Okay, it's not very clear that he's being possessed. That's the thing. It's char- cuz she's basically so he, we do find out 
we find out that he is the reincarnation of Charles. Yeah. And one of the... So the, the house is prompting these memories, specifically him spending time up in the tower, which he and Tracy, like, he tries to stop going up to the tower. Yeah. Uh, because after, every time he goes up, he has, like, a transformation and he, Yeah, episode. and he also, one night, went up there and was making out with Angelique. Yeah. And then uh, Gerard showed up and tried to, like, hashtag his ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> try, and, Gerard tried to, tried to stop it, but then um, Quentin... Was like beating his ass. Oh yeah, nearly and killed him. Was nearly killed him. him over some stairs. Tracy shows up and is like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" And then he tries to strangle strangle Tracy, and, and then he snaps out of it. And is he like, does, you know? So we're kind of like, oh, I guess that's better. If I didn't know the fact that <laughs> that most women take like three or four times before they actually leave. Yeah. But she shows no indication of ever wanting to leave him. No, not at all. Not really None. throughout the whole fucking movie. No. And she... <laughs> so that happens. They do have a dinner party with their friends as sort of all this weird stuff is going on. And Carlotta is... They gift him a pair of pants. And I don't understand what the joke I thought is it was, supposed I to thought be. It was, I don't think it's a joke, but I thought it was writing pants. Oh, is that what those were? Yeah, they, oh, they were kind of padded. You didn't cut. Yeah, you saw the pads, but they okay. were kind of like the padding kind of seemed like in a weird spot. I felt like it was supposed to be higher up. Are you supposed to like <laughs> pad your crotch on riding pants? I never owned riding pants for when I did horseback riding. Okay. Well, I mean. So I don't know. I wasn't that kind of horseback rider. <laughs> you weren't uh, one of the, the horse I, girl? No, I was not a horse girl. Okay. My best friend well, yeah, in elementary. My best. So there's that. My best friend in elementary school was a horse girl, and she had a horse named Maximilian. Well, how did her pants look like? I don't know. Did she ride the, those boots? Did she bring a riding crop to school? No, she didn't. So they have a dinner party, and I don't just shit hits the fans so fast. Alex does also witness some weirdness when he sees Angelique. Like, he's he's riding a very tiny bicycle. <laughs> Did you notice how tiny the bike was? It was really small. <laughs> it's a very tiny bike for a grown man. I was like, yeah, it's like a BMX bike or something. But yeah, it's a little small for him. And he, he has a little basket. He sees Angelique go into this desolate greenhouse. And he almost gets greenhoused by the ceiling <laughs> and Tracy shows up and that's when she like kind she kind of starts telling him like the stuff that happened he's like hey he tried to like ch- like Quentin tried to choke me out yeah yeah and that doesn't seem right <laughs> yeah, he's and he's, Alex is like no and we get a scene with Tracy and Quentin where he she's he's like thank you for not telling him everything and i was like i it seemed like she was gonna tell him everything Mm -hmm. okay all right and they decide he's not gonna go up in the tower anymore which pisses carlotta off not mad she's mad but she complies not really she says she will which he ends up back in the tower of his own volition. Yeah, anyway. exactly. He he comes crawling up back into that tower, tower. to get some more of that sweet Angie. <laughs> I hate that you're calling her Angie. <laughs> 
I guess we'll just like skip because I'm like I don't. There's so many little things that occur. We explained the most Jenkins. Of it. The Jenkins peace out. They go to they go to New York because Alex knows something we don't, and Tracy is just hanging in there. <laughs> She tries to, she, she wakes up one more, one night and he, and Quentin's not in bed. So she goes to the tower. That's where she assumes he is. She knocks on it. He comes down and he just is looking at her. So he's got that asshole face on. And she's like, is there someone else in there? And he's like, I don't know. Is Is there? And she's like, is there? And he's like, I hate you. I cannot stand you. Stand the sight of you. So she. Go on, get. Okay. So in this moment, I would have been like. Something's not right with my husband. I need to. We're we're done. Like, right? so, if he has someone else up there, fuck you. Yeah. You've tried to strangle me. You say you hate me. So he goes. She does find out. Like he has gone out to the store one one day, and she takes the keys to the tower from his little jacket pocket, and she goes upstairs, and she's poking around and she lifts the can like the cover off the easel and sees that so there's this painting that Charles had started of Angelique and and Quentin has finished it <laughs> oh that was a tagline that was appearing throughout the whole fucking movie Is, was was Angie's ghost or whatever what if they just burned the painting would that'd that would probably kill her right that's not even brought up. Like, that like, seems like a... Okay, we don't have any understanding of the ghost rules. There are, yeah, I don't know what the ghost rules are. Which is essential are. to any good horror there movie. There are two paintings. There's the one of her that's hanging in the in the, the sitting room. And then there's the one that Charles did. And she keeps saying in the dream, make finish the paint, the finish the painting, make it real. Make it real. What if I burn it? What if I burn that Also, painting? is there like fucking blood mixed in with those paints some kind of like, i feel like we could write a better of version of this yes we could where it's charles's blood like he and angie made a blood pact and so the paint is like his blood and angie's blood maybe mixed together i need and i need five bucks from we, everybody listening here. and we need and he, like in order to get rid of her because we could have a better ending where they throw the painting in the fire and maybe they think they've done it and then we can have a similar ending but like more more not what we got which was just kind of like white noise this I'd is throw, white noise the movie I'd throw dark the whole noise movie, dark noise i throw the whole movie out <laughs> just, there's nothing really redeemable honestly n- no we also find out, so like I said, he finds out that he is the reincarnation of Charles. She, so Carlotta is the reincarnation of a little girl who Named used to, Sarah. Sarah Castle, whose mom worked in the house. And she was very fond of Angelique. And I'm like, is, is she grooming Sarah? <laughs> Jesus. Because <laughs> that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. And then also we find out that Gerard is the brother. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. That's and awkward. yeah, I'm like, Angelique is just sort of like this. Number one, I'm like, Angelique, this guy killed you. Unless, unless she's like, you did it out of passion. And now I can use that passion to like control you because Charles's reincarnation isn't here yet, and that's why he's mad. Yeah. But we don't get any of that. No, and I mean, like, he seems 
willing to go along with all the weird like he's just machinations happening here but he's met he Other is than, mad that charles's yes, reincarnation that, is here that's the thing that confuses me so much gerard helps all the time but also tries to kill charles whenever possible yes it's insane so I don't know. I feel like Quentin's the only person that I really kind of understand him a bit where he's like, yes, Angelique, but also if I can just fuck him, yeah. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Whatever the mood strikes. And Tracy does not fit in this picture. Carlotta's like, you must get rid of her. And in the dream, like out. in some of these sequences, he sees Tracy as Charles's wife, who did maliciously participate in Angelique's murder. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, that would have made more sense if she was the reincarnation, but she's not. No. She's just an unassociated figure. Doesn't make any sense. None of it makes, none of this makes sense. So she goes up in the tower. Back to, back to this. She goes up to the tower. She sees this painting. And she looks out the window and sees he's home. And so there. this is a very tense little section where yeah. she's trying to do the key swap like in <laughs> Crimson Peak. Yeah, it's like, well, we've seen this before. We've seen, we saw this a little while ago. So there's a, a swippity swap of the keys. Who did it better? <laughs> it's Crimson Peak. <laughs> So later that night, because she does, she, he comes in, he's like, have you seen my coat? And she like lifts up his coat and tries to put the keys in while she's handing it to him. But then she drops the keys and she just, she's not hiding anything. No. She could have been like, just sort of like. Oops, I laid an egg. (laughs) It would have been easy to just be like, you know, I guess, you know. You should be more careful with your stuff when there's, you know, you should be more careful handling your jacket when you know you have stuff in your pockets. <laughs> uh, Bitch. And like blamed him. Yeah, yeah. Gaslight exactly. him to believe that it's his fault. Yeah, gaslight <laughs> Gaslight the fucking sociopath. <laughs> so bad. The next, that same night, she's just laying in bed in, in her, in full clothes, just like, like, fevering and worrying. Yeah, this was a weird moment. She's wordling. <laughs> she was wordling, basically. And he comes in and is just sort of like, I know you went in the tower. I know it's, you did it. It's all right. And she's like crying. And she's like crying and he holds her. And then he tries to rape her. Yeah, aggressively, violently. And she's like, no, don't touch me. She, It is like, she's like, don't touch me like that. And he's like, you're my wife and I can t- touch you however I want. And I'm like, Hleh! it's upsetting it's very upsetting nothing happens no she like pushes him away but again this is just another thing where i'm just sort of like stop get some help and unfortunately the other thing is like when when alex and claire went to new york he's he called tracy and tracy's like Everything's fine. Nothing will happen. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. They do. So they come back with a painting. Oh, yeah. Of Charles. And they're like, holy shit. He looks just like Quentin. Bro, 
<laughs> well, Bro, it looks just like Quentin. Looks like you. And they, then Angelique shows up because she's like, you're getting too involved. So Angelique shows up and tries to smother Alex with her ghostness. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was really confusing. So Alex is like lying down on the couch and like Angelique shows up and I guess kind of goes over him. It seems and then like he becomes like- this like. She's like this white blob light just kind of sitting on top of Alex. And Alex is like, <laughs> And Claire helps him. I thought this was like a reenactment of like the, I thought this is where Ghostbusters got the ghost blow job idea from. So I have a question for you. Uh-huh. If you, let's say <laughs> I start, let's, let's just paint a you picture. start glowing light? <laughs> no. Uh, if I start like being really weird, abusing Allegra, and she's like, yeah, she's like talking like she's this, you know, this other person. She's very obsessed with like this ancient figure, like this ancient woman from the 1800s. And she like keeps locking herself in her office. And I keep hearing weird noises of her and like some 1800s bitch. Like, and then you go to New York and find a painting that looks exactly like me of my ancestor. Are you going to come home and go to bed? Are you going to come to me and say like, yo, something's wrong? I'd probably say something uh, earlier. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm just going to go to bed. Give the ghost some time to murder me. Yeah, (laughs) right. No, I'd be, uh, with suspicious things like that, yeah, I'd definitely uh, have a confrontation. Alex, more urgency, please. Please, Thank you. Please, Alex. He's so tired, But this this movie has no urgency. No, it does. Well, (laughs) I don't know what it has. I don't know. And this is where shit just hits the fan. So Quentin tries to drown... Tracy in the pool from the other movie we watched. Yep. <laughs> and she she looks drowned for all intents and purposes. It was really funny. The drowning was funny, honestly, because it's like she's kind of like, she gets thrown in the pool and then she tries to bring her head up. And all Quentin does that we see is just dunks her back in. Not really like hold her down, just dunks her in. And I mean, like, she's got a lot more pool to like swim around in, I feel like. She could have swam away from him she was on the edge of the pool this is a big gross pool it's nasty yeah it's in disuse in disuse very green uh <laughs> like the pools in rios rio um claire and alex watch quentin leave the scene of the crime so they go and they get her they resuscitate her in the weirdest way yeah. they put her on her stomach and Alex is like pushing on her back. Oh yeah. Is this yeah. how you get do this? I have no fucking clue. Yeah, but she they're doing this. It's not even like pushing on her back. It's like he's behind her. He's fucking her. It seems like he's fucking her. His like dick is right up on her ass. And and he's like grabbing her sides. <laughs> Weird. And kind of like, and Claire is just sort of like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like Claire's <laughs> doing a lot of work here, I guess. Uh, but, I guess. but then um, Tracy does spit up water. So they bring her yeah. to, they bring her to their place, which I feel like, yeah, probably good idea. I would Alex, hate to go to the lifeguard school that Alex went to. <laughs> Alex comes to face Quentin and is like, 
you just like, what the hell is your problem? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you just tried to kill Tracy. He's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> he's like, yeah, Tracy's at my house right now, like coughing up fucking water. You tried to drown her. And, then and he, he yeah. explains the thing with Charles and he's like, Carlotta, where's, where's Tracy? Tracy? And she's like, Desert Coley face. I believe she's in her room. He runs and she's not there. Yeah. It's just an empty. Well, we don't even see the empty bed. We do see the we empty do, bed. We do, but like it looks like there's the pillow low key looks like there's somebody in the bed. It's a little like these people didn't make their bed. That's what no. happened. <laughs> so he's like, oh shit. Yes, she isn't here. And then he's like, good. Take her. Leave me. Get out. If I were the three of them, I would have been like, Gucci, 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 bye. 100%. Like, I'm out of here. I'm outie. So Alex hops in but his I guess car. Re- I guess Alex really doesn't want to pay rent money. No. <laughs> Alex hops in his car and starts heading back. And then Gerard is like, vroom, vroom, motherfucker. And tries to. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Carlotta, Carlotta's like, take care of her. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not going to be a problem if they're dead. Yeah. So Gerard pulls a Princess Diana on his ass. No! <laughs> Fuck you! That's what he did. Fucking ran into his ass and he was <sighs> like... It's not like even he like flipped. He just kind of like ran into a tree. Yeah, so he like scoodles away and Gerard is like, okay, the next thing I'm going to go do is break into this house and fuck up these girls. And they do hear him sort of rustling around outside and Claire pulls out a gun. Was not expecting that. Her to just be like... Got a gun. Bam. (laughs) Yeah, he opened... Like, they open the door and he's there. They don't really wait to see who it is. No, she just fucking goes for it. again, Alex looks... She screams, closes her eyes and fires. (laughs) Which is like... Dude, the fact that, like, Quentin, Alex, and... Gerard all look so similar. <laughs> so, like, you got... Give it a second, please. None. None whatsoever. Bam, bam. <laughs> She, like, shoots him in the face. and Somehow lives. Yeah, they uh, go outside, and he... I don't... I honestly was all scoobled, so I don't know what happens. He gets Tracy somehow yeah, in the car. And, and he's trying to rape her. And, yeah. Um, Tracy's able to honk on the horn to like get Charles's attention. Not Charles. Quentin. Quentin's attention. Because Quentin has come out and he has found Alex. Alex is okay, but is a little roughed up. And then they hear the honk. He goes to help her, and they throw like he has a showdown with Gerard, Gerard. on a footbridge, and it's like it's brother. It seems like a raised pier. Yeah, it's almost, brother versus. It says. Footbridge. It is a footbridge because it's a, apparently over some train tracks. But it doesn't seem like it's a <laughs> no, footbridge it does. that goes it, it anywhere. It really doesn't. Yeah. It's brother versus brother. Brother versus the brother. Re- the reincarnation of brother versus reincarnation of brother. Angelique, aren't you excited? They're fighting over you. And they throw Gerard off the bridge. Yeah. I was. It was really funny because like they threw him off. There's this whole stupid knife fight situation that they go through and like a lot of close-up camera shots, very confusing perspectives all over this scene. And uh, and yeah, once they throw him off the bridge, I was like, that's not very far. And then they show him like on top of some railroad tracks and I'm like, oh, I guess he hit his head or something. 
It's <laughs> sort of like the mom for the not the mom the uh, the the landlady from Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane, and you were like, "That's not enough to kill her." Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, "Oh no, she's dead." Oh, she's dead. <laughs> she's totally dead. They go back to the house, and this so again a confusion. I think Quentin and Tracy go down into the mausoleum, right? Are they are they in the basement or are they in the mausoleum? I th- I think it's a basement because they're like oh we're like fifty feet below the house. You're right. And the mausoleum is like it's farther, farther away. away. Yeah. They so. might all be connected though. Who knows? Yeah. So while they're downstairs, I like how they just have these fucking candelabras that they pull out of nowhere. It's just like why don't you just take one candle? It's like why do you need like six candles? Do we know why they're down there? This totally doesn't say, and I can't remember. All I remember is fucking Alex is trying to find Carlotta. He goes he goes up to the tower, goes onto the roof. Carlotta is like there. They're, and they're trying to find Carlotta. Is that what they're doing? I think so. I remember. But we because, see Angelique. Yes. They're trying to find Carlotta because their whole logic is like if we take care of Carlotta, then this is over. Yeah, because she's like keeping the goat, the she's spirit alive. She's keeping the spirit alive. Yeah, that was the logic. And she and so Alex finds her up on the roof, and she like we see her look down, and she sees Angelique opening her arms, so she jumps to her death. Yep. And I do think they see Angelique in the basement, but like it's it it just that's it. It just whoop, done. Yeah, we're wrapped up. And they're getting ready to leave Collinwood now that Gerard and Carlotta are dead and supposedly Angelique is gone. Supposedly. So they uh, are packing up and ready to go and they're going to the Cape. Go on a fucking vacation. Going on a vacation. They're like, fuck this. We don't need to call the police. So This is how the Collins have always done done it. <laughs> Under the table. <laughs> the Collins the Collins like family motto in Latin translate to something like um A cab. Yeah. <laughs> so Alex and Claire write off and Tracy and Quentin are getting ready to leave and the, he starts heading towards the main house and she's like, What you doing? And he's like, Oh, I just have to pick up my canvases. So he goes in. My canvases. Yeah, he goes in and fucking angelique is there because <laughs> of course <laughs> and she, tracy's like he's taken a while so she goes back in and is like hey quentin quentin where you at where you at <laughs> and she goes into the drawing room and we see him like he he had a cut on his face yeah which i guess allowed like because there was a scar on Charles's face, so my assumption is because he had the cut, that was the final transformation. Made made him more close to, to Charles, Charles, I, I guess. guess. So she realizes it's not Quentin, it's, it's Charles. Charles. And Angelique is there, and we just zoom in on her, sh- being like, no, "No!" And then, like, the final shot is like a close up of Charles' face, and then the good quality of any film, a wall of text that explains the ending. And it's like. <laughs> so yeah so we find out that claire and alex got into a car crash on the highway because 
Because ghosts. They got Angelique. And I'm like, she can go that far? She's uh, she's all powerful now that she's back on the plane. And the, yep, that's it. That's the movie. Yep. I hated this. <laughs> this is a dumb movie. So yeah, this was basically a fan fiction is what we could surmise. So what do you think the budget is? It's nothing. Zero dollars. <laughs> You're going to be very surprised at how much money was put All right, I'll money. give an honest guess. We got a couple sets, but they're reused from like the previous movie. So the last movie was in 1970s, and it's not too much time between these. Yeah, this is 71. Um, so I'm going to say... There's a director's cut? Fuck that. Um, $10 million. We're talking 1971. Ten million. Ten million. Ten million dollars. Nine hundred thousand. Oh, it's nine hundred thousand yes. dollars. That's really funny. What do you think the box office was? Zero dollars. I'm gonna say. Like four, people saw this movie. Five hundred thousand dollars. They made their money back. <laughs> One point four million. I I guess for that period it was good. I don't know. I don't know what makes a good movie anymore. Like what's seen as good because i hear people say like oh it only made 30 million dollars and i'm like isn't isn't that good oh, but, uh, but also well, like i get they have to make their money so back here's, or whatever, here's but, uh, a couple things that my our favorite wikipedia has told me uh-huh so it says Filming completed without major problems, and Curtis set about editing the film, which proved far denser and more complex than House of Dark Shadows. Oh, we can tell! <laughs> One reason often cited for the film's lack of performance is that MGM forced Curtis to cut over 35 minutes from his finished film and gave him only 24 hours to do the job. It was an hour and a half movie. They really couldn't add it that was, 35 it was a, minutes? It was 129 minutes total. Yeah. Originally. Oh my gosh. But that makes sense. Like the fact that they were like, you need to re-edit this film in 24 hours makes sense why the editing is so fucking shoddy. It really does make sense. It's like they don't have an opportunity to It also to sounds this. like the director fucking edited it himself. <laughs> my God. This was doomed. So like... So it was... It really wasn't totally their fault so it says the footage was recovered in 1999 but was without sound the material consists of 16 never before seen sequences extending over a dozen existing scenes reinstating the darker mood and restoring the original structure and continuity highlights of the discovery include a flashback between the doomed lovers charles and angelique two new scenes featuring the menacing groundskeeper gerard styles several romantic interludes between quentin and tracy a candlelit exorcism sequence <laughs> in the gallery the film's original climax and the hanging sequence as well as every uh, other scenes that were with intensity that was on par with an r-rated film i want to see that movie that sounds way better yeah I mean, it probably wouldn't be much better. I don't know. The 1970 movie really didn't give me a lot to, to it hang on. didn't. So, wow. What a... It does make so much sense why the editing is so shitty. There's a 5.4 on IMDb, 41% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.4 on Voodoo. All those scores are too high. <laughs> This has an F minus minus from me. That's Night of Dark Shadows. Oh. Night of my life. 
<laughs> I was mad when I picked this movie, honestly. <laughs> you texted me and was like, this, what the fuck? And I, My first it, text to you was, this is stupid, stupid. and confusing. <laughs> I think, here's, I do believe that there is a better movie Inscrutable. buried in here. I, you know, from what you described of the different scenes, yeah, there is definitely a better movie in there somewhere. And, you know, if we rewrote it in 2023, I think we could really do it, which is why I'm opening my Kickstarter. <laughs> Open the Kickstarter, kick five bucks to us, all we need out of all of you. I we'll... promise I won't run away like the ARC project did. <laughs> or Miss, or, or Miss Officer and Mr. Truffles. Where would we run away to? <sighs> Or what was the other one? Uh, All or Nothing. I know way too ma- too much about f- like failed Kickstarters where people ran off with the money. <laughs> it's insane to me that there's like no safety net for a situation like that. There's none. But I guess it makes sense because they need the money and they need to access it. Uh, but insane. Yeah, get our Kickstarter going. We'll we'll grapple a who, couple usm who are you students. Ca- who are you casting if you had dream team who are you casting as quentin in 2023 oh okay so we're going with like original let's, yeah, concepts let's do, everything let's just do the main the two couples or yeah the three couplings basically quentin and tracy alex and claire and then carlotta and quentin Gerard. and tracy easy choice danny mcbride margot robbie Margot Robbie would chew the scenery. <laughs> yeah, she would. <laughs> I kind of want Margot Robbie as Claire. Mm. Claire does more. Claire does more. True. Okay. For my... Uh, what would you do for that, that couple? Mm. I would have it maybe Anya Taylor-Joy. As Tracy. Big ol' eyes. Big ol' eyes. very scared. Yeah. Um, and I will pair her with who gives me painter vibes. Honestly, I want to see Daniel Radcliffe do this. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he'd be great. <laughs> I, have you seen him in uh, Woman in Black? No, but that's but this is sort of the vibe I'm going for. Underrated movie. There's some things that weren't great about it, but I think he did great. You know. So, yeah, I would say Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy and uh, Daniel Radcliffe. I want Margot Robbie as Claire. And I think Alex, I would probably have. Who do you think for Alex? Arnold Schwarzenegger. As, no! And I'd put Claire as Snooky from Jersey Shore. Mm, you're just fucking around. <laughs> oh, I've been fucking around. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking this part seriously. <laughs> this is for my Kickstarter. This is a pitch meeting. Angie, what better than a real ghost? Get me Joan Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? I didn't, oh yeah, I didn't even think about Angelique. Um, I don't know who I would do with Alex. Tobey Maguire? <laughs> Actually. I'd bring Barnabas into this movie. You'd, I'd, I'd you would rewrite Barnabas in? I'd rewrite uh, Barnabas Carl- in because that's exactly is, what they would Who do you want. think is a good Carlotta? Oh, good Carlotta. We need someone sinister dripping uh need, need some good coy looks hmm. oh now i'm just imagining fucking 
Zoolander, the blue, blue, blue steel, mm-hmm. little blue steel in that bad boy. Yes. Oh hell yeah! I make everybody do blue steel. Uh, for Carlotta, I think I'm gonna do. I don't know people. <laughs> Angelique, I would say based on the performance in um. The movie we just Crimson Peak. Oh yeah. Oh, now I totally forgot her name. The sister. Car- Carlotta would do the sister. You would do that? Yeah, I think she'd nail it. I I, I forgot her name I also. Also, can't remember her name. And she was also in it. Ugh. Gerard, just throw Haggard in there. I was gonna say because I I don't I think they're supposed to look like Elijah Wood. Nice. If yeah. I have Dan, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, so you're going to go back to the whole, like, they kind of look similar? I am. And I think that they both would do great. I think they'd do. Ah, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Elijah Wood. What a pair that what would a make. So good. Oh, thank you so much for joining us on this pitch meeting. I mean, bonus episode. We are so happy that you're now, here. Now, if we actually <laughs> did a Kickstarter, let's be serious. We're just going to yeah. rope up a couple of uh, <laughs> acting students. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and well, we could also put it into um, we could put it into Damnation Land. Oh shit, the we could. Best. Yeah. Email us your ideas for the Dark Shadows remake, and we at, won't steal them. And we, we won't steal them. We'll we'll credit you with a very very tiny little and very tiny text in our credits. Small residuals coming your way. Please reach out to us at homegrownhorrorpod at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on our Instagram at homegrownhorrorpod. You can always uh, rate us and like us on Apple Podcasts, but as always, we are just so happy that you are here with us suffering. Can we can we do one quick little announcement because we're oh. very excited about it? Yes. This is related to our activities this weekend. We will be featuring our first ever interview. Do, 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 do. At camp, we're going back to Camp Homegrown. Going back to Camp Homegrown. And uh, so the owner of Camp Homegrown has some stories for us. We're going to dive in. We're going to learn from real Mena. Some of the horrors out there. I would say, like, I'm a Mainer, but he's a Maine. Uh. No, Maine. Native, born, raised, grows food here. Yes. Hardcore guy. Man of the soil. Man of the soil. Cool dude. Yes. We're, we're looking forward to it. So, very excited about that. And uh, definitely tune in on our next Thursday when, uh, when that pops. And thanks for listening, y'all. Bye. Bye.